Welcome to the Shake Up Podcast. I'm your host, performance coach and life enthusiast, Candace Harvey. Whether you're a business owner, an employee, or none of the above, this Shake Up is for you. In this podcast, I'll be talking about all things human behavior, why people do what they do, but more importantly, why people don't do what they wish they could do while sharing experiences, expertise, and mindset hacks, all of which helped me to move from simply going through the motions to now living a life where I look forward to Monday. Yes, I'm one of those people. My full-time job is to support people, whether one-on-one, groups online, or in corporate workshops, to get themselves out of their own way, throw their excuses in the bin, achieve more, and feel better than ever before. So if you're ready for a shake-up, to learn something new, and apply something different to your life that is simple, fun and feels more like you, then you're in the right place. Before we get started, I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which I record this podcast today, home of the Gubby Gubby people and the Jinnaburra people, whose lands and waters we all now share. And I pay my respects to elders past and present. 2023. It's about to be done and dusted, my friend. It still sort of feels like May was only a few months ago, but it definitely wasn't no and here we are the last few days of another year and when I sat down today to record this episode for you my head wanted to explode thinking of the year I've had thinking of the year my family has had the year that my clients have had like it's a lot and at first I was going to share with you like my wins of 2023 because there was a bucket load and then I thought no maybe I'll share my highs and lows and again there was a lot on both sides And then I thought, actually, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to share my top three lessons. And so I started writing them down and then it got to five. And I was like, yep, this this captures it. These five lessons are huge. And I have a feeling that you're going to nod along because you too will know these lessons to be true for you as well. I think we all know that the greatest lessons in life come from the most challenging things that you face. And whilst it's true, I know it's not easy when you're in the middle of it, but looking back now that Christmas is done, now that the year is almost done, I can see that 2023 has taught me five invaluable lessons and today I'm sharing them with you. So I don't know why that they are so damn hard to learn, but my hope is that by sharing what I, I guess, struggled through and what I learned from, it will save you the headache that these things kind of gave me initially. So let's jump in. Now, the first lesson from a whopper of a year is taking it down a notch is more than okay. That's my first lesson. Taking it down a notch is more than okay. So if you know me, you will know that I get a lot done in a very short amount of time. So if you give me eight hours, eight hours in a day, five days a week, I'm going to smash through a lot. I've always had a lot of energy. I've always been very fast paced especially in the supermarket. Like even if I'm not in a rush, ladies and gents, I walk very fast. So people who walk slowly, I I mean, you, you do you, but I also, I don't understand. I don't understand why people are so slow. So I've always been very fast paced. And I've always had this big, huge part of me that is all or nothing. I'm definitely not a half arser. Now, this is great. Like we, we love full asses. This is sounding a little bit weird, but half asses, like those who have one toe in and one toe out or those who just aren't fully committed. Society tells us that they are not as successful. They're not as dedicated, right? They're even a little bit flighty maybe. Now, the downside though of being an all-in or all-nothing, like all, all or nothing type of person is exactly what I just said. In some areas of my life, I was either all-in or I was all out. And the main area that this showed up for me was typically my health. 
I was either 100% committed to losing weight and getting fitter and it would be all consuming, like take over my social life, take over my thoughts. It was all I thought about. Or I was eating all the natural confectionery, not exercising at all and feeling rubbish about it. I was either all in and going bonkers or I was all out and self-sabotaging myself and feeling horrible, right, which is super healthy, not at all. This year, though, I took it down a notch. 2023 was a year where health was absolutely a big part of my life. One of my mantras is bod before biz. If you haven't listened to episode 22 on the Shake Up podcast, which is my business birthday episode with my husband on the mic, my gosh, it was so much fun. I actually talk about this mantra though and how important it is for me to put bod before biz to make sure that looking after me is a priority. So this year, health was an absolute must. And I love that it has become an absolute must. I walked when I could. I went to the gym when I could. I ate reasonably well when I could. Definitely not 100%. But I also didn't beat myself up like I used to. For so many years, I would beat myself up. Like, sure, looking at how I am now, I could maybe be a few kilos lighter. Sure. I could eat less vegan chocolate biscuits at night from Coles. They are so good. Like, sure, I could eat less of them. Absolutely. I could probably walk more. Sure. However, I'm okay. You know, taking it down a notch is okay. I'm really healthy. I feel really good. And although health is important, it is one part of my life. It's one part of your life. There are other areas that we have to be able to have that time to focus on. And I don't want to be consumed by the number on a scale. I don't want to be consumed by the steps that my watch tells me that I haven't done. There's so much more to life. And this year has taught me and it's proved to me that taking it down a notch is totally okay. I love that. My second lesson from a whopper of a year is doing the unpopular thing is more than okay. Have you ever wanted to do something that the majority of people don't want to do? Have you ever wanted to say no to something when everyone else around you is saying yes, where you feel like you're actually the minority, where you feel like the odd one out? Like it's uncomfortable, right? I was recently actually listening to Gina Chick on the Imperfects podcast. Now, Gina is the incredible lady who won the Alone show this year. So for those of you who haven't heard of the show Alone, it's where a bunch of survivalists are dropped off all alone on their own in separate areas in Tasmania, but in the wilderness. And they've got next to nothing with them. I think they're allowed to choose like 10 items and they also have cameras to record it all. So they're not even with camera men, they're on their own. And they have to deal with just the forces of nature. They have to deal with hunger. They have to deal with loneliness in an attempt to win $250,000. And Gina Chick won after she was the last person standing. I think she did like I want to say 67 days, I think it was. And she honestly could have stayed longer. Like she so wasn't done yet. Um, But on this podcast episode, I feel like I've talked about this for so long. I loved watching alone. Like not usually something that I would watch and I was like addicted. My husband and I just loved it. It was so good. Even mum and dad loved it. It was a great show. If you haven't watched it, go and watch it. But on this particular podcast episode, Gina was talking about how growing up, she actually knew she was always different. And she said that she got bullied terribly growing up, which absolutely broke my heart the way that she spoke about it. And she said that she actually remembers thinking like, I could just start being like everyone else. Like she knew that logically. She's like, if I start being like everyone else, then I won't get bullied anymore. But then she actually thought, nah, I can't do that. Like, that's not me. I'm not going to do that. 
she chose to continue to be the minority and wasn't interested in doing what everyone else was always doing. Now, this year for me, I completed a term of being president of a business networking group. So 12 months is the term. And every week I would lead a bunch of incredible business owners and make sure that we're following this structured agenda for the purpose of generating more work for business owners, right? Like it's a cool thing. And I'd been with the group for a year before I was asked to be president. And towards the end of my term, I was starting to lose my mojo. I was starting to get a bit over coming to the same meeting each week. So every Thursday morning, and I started thinking about leaving the group. Now, typically what happens at this networking group is that after you've been the president, so when you pass the baton over to the next president, you tend to stay with the group. It's just usually the done thing. It's like supporting the next president and not just leaving. It's still being a part of the group. Now, I didn't want to do the done thing. I wanted to do something new. I wanted to try something else, even do nothing else on a Thursday morning for something different, knowing full well that one of my core drivers is variety. So making sure when I do work with my clients, I make sure that All my one-on-one clients know what actually drives them, know what gets them excited and what doesn't. And for me, one of my core drivers is variety. And after two years showing up each week for the same thing, I wasn't feeling driven anymore. So although people around me and people I loved and trusted told me to stick around in this group because that's the right thing to do, I didn't. I did the unpopular thing. And I said, goodbye. I said, see you later after being Presidente. And I've never once regretted it. It was a great two years being part of this group, but when you're done, there's something, sometimes just nothing worse than sticking around. And I see it with my clients who are in jobs for way longer than they should be. They outgrow it. They aren't aligned anymore. And staying somewhere, somewhere you don't want to be is like a form of torture, right? And often torture that we can walk away from. So this year from this, I learned that doing the unpopular thing is absolutely more than okay. I love that one. My third lesson from a whopper of a year is not having certainty is more than okay. (laughs) Is it though, Candice? Is it not having certainty is more than okay? Now, you'd think with our whole COVID chapter that the world would be a lot better with uncertainty, but we kind of still suck at it, don't we? We still want to know for sure what's going to happen next week. You know, we still want to know if this is the right move or not. We still want to know, will it all work out the way we want it to? But the fact is we never, ever will. You know, we don't leave a full-time job, even though we actually could get made redundant at any moment. But we stay in a full-time job because we tell ourselves we've got this security. We get paid every fortnight. So we stay there. We have no idea what will happen next week, but we tell ourselves like this false sense of security right? You know, we don't go on an expensive holiday because we want to be able to save our money for in a couple of years time, even though it's going to sound really dark, but we could get hit by a bus next week, right? But we want to grab onto this certainty. I know that just got a little bit bleak for a little bit, but you're picking up what I'm putting down. We never know what's happening, yet we tell ourselves that we have all this certainty and we don't. So this year, where this lesson came about. It was a Thursday morning and I remember it because I was going to my Thursday business networking meeting that I no longer go to anymore. Thank you very much. And my husband, Jason, and I were making the bed in the morning and he popped out with, I think I'm going to resign from my job today, babe. And Candace Harvey went silent, which is rare, right? Very, very rare. I was in shock and I was pausing and I was thinking through what Jason Harvey had just thrown at me because this isn't something that 
often came out of his mouth or has ever come out of his mouth before. And I knew that he wasn't loving his job on the Sunshine Coast, but it definitely wasn't the plan, like to resign, to not have a job to go to, to search for a new job and hope for the best, right? This wasn't what we mapped out, but we talked about it. And someone who is unhappy in their job, like a place that they go to every day, Monday to Friday, dreading it and not agreeing with the company's values, which is where Jason was, as well as him living with a performance coach who is focused on creating and living a life that she loves and helping loads of her clients as well to do exactly the same thing. I totally got it. Like I supported it. It was freaking nerve wracking, but I was super proud of him at the same time for doing it. And we both just chucked certainty in the bin. Was it easy? Hell no. Did I have stress out moments from time to time? Absolutely. But was it the right decision? A hundred percent. So just to make sure that we were absolutely really shaken up as a couple, we then got told that the owners of the place that we were living in wanted to move back into our rental in eight weeks. Cool. (laughs) That's all we needed. Super cool. So Jason's now looking for a new job and not just any job, mind you, a great job, which I actually love. So it wasn't about just finding anything that he could get his hands on. We weren't about that life at all. It was about him finding something that felt super aligned, that he was really excited to be able to be a part of, to add value, to contribute all these juicy, great things, which is really exciting. And then on top of that, though, looking for that exciting opportunity that we couldn't actually find, we then had to exit our house, which is right near the beach. So this lifestyle that we absolutely loved over the last two and a half years, we're being told that we had to uh, we had to change. Cool. So it was a really hectic time, right? There were loads of conversations. There was a lot of house hunting. There was a lot of job hunting. There was a lot of where do we want to base? What are we doing? But fast forward, leaving the job, which was where he was based on the Sunshine Coast, and being forced to move from our current house, like forced to think differently. You know, where does Jason really want to work? Like, where can I work? And as a coach, I can work anywhere. I have clients based all over the place, internationally, nationally, doesn't matter because of this great thing called Zoom. Anyone can be anywhere, especially from businesses. When I run my team workshops, they can be anywhere as well. I've done them over Zoom. They work out phenomenally, which is so cool. And I'm so grateful of the work that I do where I can be based anywhere. So then it's a a question of where do we want to live? And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, Jason got contacted about a job, a really exciting job that happened to be based in Brisbane. So the excitement just unraveled. And here we are today. Jason's in a job that he absolutely loves. We're in a new house in Brisbane in the coolest location, which is eight minutes from one of my besties as well. And it's a super exciting chapter ahead. So not having certainty, we learned is more than okay. The lesson was the biggest lesson of all this year. And also really important to note that if someone shared this lesson with me in the middle of the house and the job hunting, I might've given them a high five in the face with a chair. I just want to put that out there. Like it's a great lesson, but if you actually said to me in the middle of it, when Jason was still looking for a job and we had no place to live and we were told we had to get out and someone said, the lesson in this is that not having certainty is more than okay. I'd be like, (laughs) you can actually zip it. Yeah, you can, you can zip it. But now on the other side of it, I can see the lesson and it was a bloody goodie. So yeah, write that one down for sure. Cause I won't be telling you when you're in the middle of it. Cause I know what it's like, but uncertainties can be an absolutely incredible thing. My fourth lesson from a whopper of a year is being a non-drinker is more than okay. Oh, it actually feels so cool saying that. Every time I get to say it, I thoroughly enjoy it. 
So the 8th of January, 2024, so when that actually ticks around, I won't have had a sip of alcohol for one year. Never done that before. I mean, when I was a little kidly wink, of course, but since drinking of the age that you're allowed to drink, we don't have to talk about when that actually was for Candice, but when you're allowed to drink, uh, I've never hit a year before. Um, But yeah, 8th of January will be a year and it's been a full-on year in terms of I guess, not drinking anymore. It wasn't the plan to give up booze. It wasn't like something that I decided that come 2023, I was going to not drink anymore. So it definitely wasn't a plan to be a non-drinker on top of an already very cool decaf drinking vegan. I'm definitely going to get a t-shirt made up for sure. Can you imagine? So cool. Um, But it honestly just happened. So the 8th of January this year, Jason and I did 75 hard. And if you don't know, 75 hard is a mental challenge. So it's not a diet or a fitness challenge. And what it means is that for 75 days, every day, you exercise twice a day. You take a photo of yourself every day. You read 10 pages of a book every day. You drink three liters of water every day and you choose a healthy diet, which we always did anyway, but you do that every single day and you do not drink alcohol for the whole 75 days. Um, and if you miss up or or slip up on any of it, you start your 70 days, 75 days again. That's the whole point, right? So some people can be doing it for a very long time. <laughs> you have to sort of start again. So it was a really difficult challenge, especially the workout. It's like, man, oh man, like that's a lot, right? And we started in January. Hello, Queensland. It was freaking hot. However, the clincher is I got to the end of the 75 days and I honestly just wasn't interested in having a drink. You know, usually you hear people like busting to have that first glass of wine, whatever, but I honestly hadn't missed it and I wasn't busting for it. Now, full transparency, I have given a lot of time and money to the wine industry over the years. So Riesling, Bubbles, Pinot Noir, you name it, I've drunk it and I bloody loved it. Drinking and feeling ordinary the next day is what I did for a really long time. However, after 75 hard, I just didn't have that urge to get back on it. I then met Lucy Bloom, who was I invited on Inspired by Shakers recently. So episode 30 on the Shake Up podcast, if you haven't actually listened to it, get her into your ears. She is so phenomenal. And Lucy, when I first met her back in March, she actually posted on Instagram that she was 69 days in since giving up booze for good. And it just grabbed my attention. And in her post, she actually referred to a book called Quit Like a Woman by Holly Whitaker. So I bought the book. Now, P.S., I'm a complete sucker for a book recommendation. Like seriously, if anyone says I read this book and I absolutely loved it, like Candace goes straight to Booktopia and puts it in her cart every time without fail. I don't know what it is. It's like all of a sudden I have to read it. If someone says it's good, it's weird. I just, it's just who I am and I've got to embrace it. Also, I need to calm down a little bit because I buy a lot of books and there's a, there's a backload. Yeah. So I actually read Quit Like a Woman. I then bought it for my mum because I loved it. I then bought a few copies to be able to hand out to friends. And whenever I tell people about the fact that I'm a non-drinker now and they ask me how it all happened, I refer to this book because it is just so beautifully, oh, how do I explain it? Just the way that it actually articulates our drinking culture and why we drink and the effects of drinking and what we're actually putting into our bodies, all that sort of stuff. And it became one of those things that I couldn't unlearn it. You know, once I sort of was more educated, it was really hard to go back to those old ways. I just, I think very differently about drinking now. And I do think I'm going to do a separate podcast episode about it soon because the reactions that I've received since and still receive, the conversations that I've had and still have, the adjustments that I've had to make to my life 
um, were huge realizations. They were massive that I had to make this year. But now I'm honestly a really proud non-drinker. Like it's really fascinating to be in this space now. But finishing off a year, being a non-drinker is absolutely more than okay and something I'm so happy about. I feel better. I love that my husband is on the same bandwagon and we both feel better. We talk about it together really often. And even we had a date night just recently and we both ordered peach iced tea. And I still think it's hilarious because for the first six years of our relationship, it was wine a lot of wine. So things change and I I absolutely love it. So more on this, but yeah, my fourth lesson from a whopper of a year is being a non-drinker is more than okay, which brings me to my fifth and final lesson from a whopper of a year, which is not having it all figured out is more than okay. And I can, I feel like I can hear you go, oh, not having it all figured out is more than okay. Great. Cause same last year though, more than anything, So not 2023, 2022, my biggest focus last year was that I wanted this, like this real fixed plan, ladies and gents, you know, this plan where I knew where I was headed, especially in my business I'm talking about. And I just wanted to be able to work towards that. I wanted to have so much structure in it because it sounds great, right? And then, then I could just work towards it. But it's also not realistic, Candace Harvey. So going from a corporate background, working in HR for 15 years prior to having my own business, there were so many adjustments that I had to make, so many different things that I had to get my head around because 15 years is a long time. And I just got into a certain way of living, got into a certain way of thinking, got into a certain set of beliefs that just felt like they were stuck, right? So in corporate though, everything always felt figured out because if I didn't know what was going on, my boss did. And if he or she didn't, then the big wig on the top would. So it always felt figured out to me. Like there was kind of this calm, relaxing, it's all good. We know where we're headed. But when you step away from that and you are your own big wig, like you are the big wig, you all of a sudden feel like you have to have all the answers, all the huge visions, all the steps, all the plans. And when you don't, picture like this headless chicken with a lot of energy going, oh, this was weird. That actually, I I took it too far. Headless chicken. Anyway, horrible picture, but that's how I felt. It's just an absolute shock to the system. And then my beautiful business coach, Taryn Bolt, reminded me that we can't have it figured out all the time. And I was like, what? What do you mean? What do you mean we can't have it all figured out all the time? And she's like, we can have a plan in all areas and we can have a lot of goals, but we also have to be okay with them changing. And it was actually a bit of an exhale moment. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, they can actually change, right? Like I'm such an achiever and I've always set out things and I achieve them. And so I wanted to be able to set out this big vision and then just go ahead and, and achieve it. You know, even one of my beautiful clients at the moment, I actually worked with her late last year and she's just come back recently for round three or maybe round four. She's worked with me a lot coming and going, which is so awesome. Clients either stick around with me for years and they just continue to evolve and progress and just stay on that journey with me, or they also come and go. And I'm happy either way. It's such a beautiful thing knowing that people feel supported by me and that they can come back when it's needed as well, which I just think is is just so awesome. So for this client though, she has actually had this business idea of hers for years. And it's a beautiful concept and she'd be incredible in it and doing it and the impact that it would make. It's just absolutely awesome. But she hasn't actually done anything about it, right? So it's just been this idea and she's like busting to do it, but nothing's actually happened. And as a result, she gives herself a really hard time about that. She has this picture in her head of how it was meant to be, how it's meant to be. 
And I said to her only recently, I said, what if what you have in your head is not what's meant to be? What if the reason you haven't done anything yet is because it's not what you actually want it to be really? What if it's different? What if it's changed? What if it can actually be better and you just don't know what that better is yet? Now, her face was completely shocked and she said nothing, but it was like she wanted to say, Candice, I've had the same idea in my head for years. Don't change it on me, right? Like we get so fixed on this is what we want. This is what we need to happen. But why can't it change? Why not change it? You know, for me, if I had it all figured out, like I wanted to in 2022, if I had it all figured out, if I had my business all mapped out last year and I stuck to that exact plan and only that plan, I wouldn't have started my podcast. My podcast wasn't on my plan. If we had it all figured out and we stuck to it, we might not have moved to Brisbane and Jason might still have stayed in his miserable job right? But now all that has changed because we didn't stick to a plan. We allowed ourselves to unattach to that plan. And we are so freaking excited to be here where we are and whatever's going to come is super exciting. So having a direction is really important and it's great, but being open to a different outcome, which might sound really confusing, but it allows it to be fun. It allows new possibilities in, it allows the unknown, it allows uncertainty, So get excited about the possibilities and what you want. Get excited about things changing and know that you just don't have to have it all figured out. You're allowed to sit down and really get clear on what is it that I want? What do I want 2024 to be all about? What am I excited about right now? But also when you have it all figured out, and I say that in quotation marks, if it's all just figured out right now, it's allowed to keep changing and be okay with that. It makes an incredible story at the end. So there you go. How is that for five lessons from a whopper of a year? I love sharing them with you. So I really hope that you enjoyed it as well. And I hope you got a few things from it. This is the final episode for 2023. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for being here and listening. It means the absolute world to me that you do have a super safe an incredible new year. And I will be back in 2024 with another set of shakeups so that you can learn something new. You can apply something different to your life that is simple, fun, and feels more like you. So until next year, have fun and shake things up. <laughs>